0: Thank you for tuning in. My prayer is that this message is going to be an encouragement to you personally and will cause great growth in your life. It's time to live and it's time to take this next step forward. God bless you as you listen. Well, again, it's good to see you guys today while you're giving and in the offerings right now. Uh, I, I know that you guys can multitask So go ahead and get your Bibles Get them open to the book of Luke chapter number 2 Luke chapter 2 where we see Dr. Luke the Gentile and He has a version of the Christmas story That's quite often more often read than any other uh, version of the story And, and i like for us to look at that in Luke chapter 2 We're going to see an excerpt from that while you're turning there, you guys know what it is. It's Christmas, and I like, you know, I know there's Christmas Day, but I like Chris, I like to call Christmas a whole season, don't you? It's a time when we celebrate Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. I, I grew up loving the story of Christmas. I did, and, uh, and, and you know what, what's interesting? I just, I just loved it because there's this little baby that came to save the world. But when I became a father myself, I actually began to know and understand the sheer joy that a new baby brings to a family. Any of you guys out there, you, you know what that feels like. It really, It's just a sheer joy that, that can't be explained any other way. And, and when each one of my sons arrived, that overwhelming joy just entered my family, my heart. Uh, we got to experience that same joy again, kind of in a different way, but it's a new wave when we uh, got to greet our first grandchild this past week, yeah. Little Olivia Jade Woody, she was, uh, she was born last Thursday evening, and, and I didn't know whether to cry or to shout, and so I just did a little of both. I mean, I was kind of an emotional mess. I kept looking at me, saying, everyone's like, what's wrong with you? I said, I can't believe it. I, I can't believe it. Uh, so I'm a grandpa, and Rebecca is a grandmother. Uh, Devin is an uncle. Ian 's an uncle, uh, President Dakota, our parents but i 'm just telling you guys there 's nothing like the sheer joy of a new baby arriving into a family, and for me i mean that 's my perfect christmas gift and and honestly i couldn 't be happier this morning um, because I, you know, when a new life comes into your family it's, there 's just something amazing about new life you, you, you know it 's that, that wonder. Uh, the, the, the awe, the joy, and then you're also just thinking the potential that I'm holding right here. So really within this context, it's kind of nice because I'm newly reminded of the surges of emotion that might have been present when little Jesus was born into this world. I mean, on one hand, he was like every other child. Uh, he was born into poverty, but, but also he was like no other child. He was born the savior of the world. It's the season of Noel, as we sang just a few moments ago. Now, my, my linguistic definition of Noel, which is derived from the three languages it came from, which is French and English and Latin, is, is this. It's, this is my definition. It's Jesus' birth is good news bringing shouts of joy. I mean, actually, this is Noel. This is the, the, uh, the celebration of Christmas. It's the message of Christmas. Jesus' birth is good news bringing shouts of joy. Joy. So for this series, uh, I, I put together a little acronym, and I'm going to go through it again today. N-O-E-L. First of all, the N means this. It's news that transforms. The news that transforms is the infection of sin can be cleansed, and we have a choice, as Devin shared earlier, to accept it or to not accept it. That, that cleansing. And when we're cleansed, the cool thing is, is God occupies our space, and we get to, in the future, occupy God's space. The second part of Noel is O, which is overcoming power overcoming power which says says this no promise of god is empty of power there are promises god has spoken over your life and you know that and they and and the scripture says nothing is impossible with god that's part of the christmas story no word from god will ever fail god's word is powerful the power of the holy spirit and the power of god is available to you and me right here right now today and last week, we, uh, we shared the E, which means this, everything to everyone. Uh, Jesus' birth is good news, bringing shouts of joy because he is everything to everyone, which, is this, which means this, regardless of who you are, regardless of what you've done, regardless of what language you speak, regardless of what culture you're from or what country you're from, regardless of your hangups, That Christmas story has power for you in a personal way to transform everyone. And now today, the long-awaited L, all right? Yes, there has been suspense in the air. I've, I've heard about it, I know it to be true because I seriously had people coming to me after each service last Sunday saying, I can't be here next Sunday, so I need to know what the L is in advance. And I just, I, I looked at them, and I'll just be honest with you, I held out, I, I didn't tell, I was like, nope, if you can't come to church on that Sunday, then you had your chance, you blew it, you blew it in advance, I mean, I I, yeah, I did say that, I I actually had one person come to me and said, I got it, I got it, there, it's Noel, so actually there is no L, and you're going to surprise us with that on Sunday, and I I laughed, I just said, well, we'll see, so do you want to find out if there is an L? Oh, well, there is an L, okay. L, which is for today, is this. Light has come. Light has come. Jesus, the light of the world, has come into our space on this earth, which means this, and it's significant. Darkness is dispelled. Now I want us to look in the Bibles in Luke chapter 2, verse 4. I'm gonna read this passage of scripture that uh, talks about what happened in Bethlehem on that very first Noel. Verse four says this, Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Now I want you to hone in on this because it is night. All right, there's darkness everywhere. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and look at this: the glory of the Lord shone around them. That word "glory" means, in, in this, in this, uh, this translation, that word "glory" literally means brightness. So there, there was incredible brightness, light coming into the night. I mean possibly even a a blinding light. So it says, the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. So this would have been like 360 light. Light was everywhere. And it says, and they were terrified, and you would be too. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. That brightness, that 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 moment right there, marked something that can happen to each each and every one of us. Which is, light has come. Light can come to you too. Uh, I, I love walking downstairs into my living room because our Christmas tree is illuminated and sparkling. And when I come down in the morning, it just it just fills my heart with joy. I mean, just and it's kind of strange, just just like it did when I was a little child. Uh, The warnings are always dark, Uh, winter solstice is upon us, but the Christmas lights, they just just shout this message that there's something very, very different about this season and it's all over town, it's everywhere. I love the fact that lights are a part of Christmas. I think it's important because light dissolves darkness which is foundational to everything that we believe. think about this. Do you realize the very first recorded words of God, first recorded words of God in the scriptures are found right there at the beginning, and he is talking about light. What's important to God? His first words. God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light, and it was good. Some people thought, well, that's when God created the sunshine. Actually, no, that's that's not what happened. God didn't create the sun. He didn't create that first. He created Light, which means this light beamed forth from him. I, I want you to think about it this way. Like, like everything else in creation was in need of light because none of creation would even be visible or could even be enjoyed without light. So you gotta have the light first before everything else. And so so, so that makes sense that Jesus Himself is referred to as the true light that gives light to everyone. He is light and he gives light. So so I I think, guys, lights should be a huge part of celebrating the entrance of Jesus Christ into this world. John also said, in him was life, and that life was this. It was the light of all mankind. It's a living light. He says, the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. When the sun sets this evening, uh, my Jewish friends will begin celebrating Hanukkah, which is their annual festival of lights. And I, uh, I was wishing some of my Jewish friends happy Hanukkah this morning because I know that they're getting ready to light their menorah. The tradition that my Jewish friends will be celebrating beginning tonight uh, started 165 years before Christ. What was happening is the Syrians were oppressing the Jews in Israel at this time, and uh, Antiochus the Fourth was massacring Jews, and and the worship of Jehovah God had actually been outlawed in the area of Israel. And in Jerusalem, they erected a, a an altar to Zeus in the temple of God. Uh, the, a rebellion began to brew uh, deep underneath the 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 just the. The, the city of Jerusalem in that area, and this man by the name of Judah Maccabee, which means Judah the Hammer. Wouldn't you like for that to be your name, guys? Judah the Hammer. <laughs> Judah the Hammer rose up as as the man who took the mantle at that moment and began to uh, really began to start a rebellion against this ungodliness. Uh, two years later, after the rebellion kind of started and began brewing in 165 B.C he overthrew the pagan monarchy and liberated the temple, which was huge. And, and uh, so what happened is the war ended. The priests then rushed into the temple and they began to cleanse the temple. But one of the first things they wanted to do, they needed to do in order to get the temple back going again, was to relight the flame of the giant menorah that was in front of the temple. But almost all of the ritual oil had been profaned that was still in the temple, which means it had all been opened and messed with. And, but they they did find one single container that the bad guys couldn't find or didn't mess with that was still sealed by the high priest years prior. And it was just enough to keep the the giant menorah uh, lit for one more day. And so they used it. They used the oil, uh, but it miraculously burned for eight days. See, eight days is the time period that's needed to uh, prepare and, and, and get ready the ritual oil for the next use. It takes eight days to prepare it. And so during those eight days when the oil was being prepared, one container of oil burned for those solid eight days. And so from then on, Jews everywhere, they've observed Hanukkah, this Hanukkah holiday as the eight days of remembering the miracle of the oil and the eight days of light that it provided. Now, I don't think it's any coincidence that it happens during this season. I don't think it's any coincidence that they began burning that light tonight because it is the true light that gives light to everyone. Really, that's what it means. Um, Fast forward about 195 years to the ministry of Jesus Christ, uh, there's... Some interesting things that happened. Uh, the Jewish historian Josephus tells us that, that by that time, this, this festival of light for Hanukkah was, was huge. And, and they had these four massive candelabras that were lit just outside the temple. And, and they, they, they had these huge, huge bowls full of oil and they created these big, big flames that could see, be seen outside the temple. And, uh, and, and the light that was seen from these massive menorahs, they could be seen throughout the entire city of Jerusalem according to the historian. And they called these flames the light of the world. Okay, it was at that time during the celebration of Hanukkah in Jerusalem somewhere around 32 AD when Jesus strolls into the temple area and for some reason I just picture it happening at night because of what he says and he stands in front of the massive flames and he declares this. He says, I am the light of the world. Picture the backdrop. Grab hold of this. He says, He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I I mean, what a moment. Here it is. It's the promise that Jesus has come to brighten our lives, to warm our hearts, and Jesus illuminates our minds and guides our ways. No more darkness. No more darkness. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's a powerful word for us, because in it is life. So this Christmas, I just want to encourage you to do a few things. It's just allow it, let it happen. Like Heaven said earlier, just let it happen. Let His light dissolve your darkness and your gloom. Uh, you know, you might feel like you're in this obscure dark place and you're surrounded by calamity and affliction and oppressed and you're just constantly under this undue pressure but the light of Jesus can drive that stuff out let his light restore your honor also some of you you're, you just feel like your honor is gone You're living with a with an oppressive mentality, and you feel like maybe even the destinies of your life, where your life is going, is under a curse, and something's just messed up, very, very wrong. My encouragement to you today is to know this: is that God wants to bring you back to a place of personal honor, the honor of walking in your destiny. It's not over. You don't have to allow the conflict and the tribulation of life to control you and to beat you down anymore. The light of Jesus has come to restore your honor today. The light of Jesus, it provides fresh vision for your journey. Maybe you've lost some vision for your future. You feel like you're walking around in darkness. You're wondering, well, is my next step gonna take me off the edge, you know? Well, Jesus has come to give you light, like he said on that day, to illuminate your pathway so that you can regain vision for your own journey that's ahead. Also, I encourage you to let his light renew your joy. Just let it renew your joy. A minute ago we were singing, rejoice, rejoice. See, but but joy is different than happiness. Those two things are very different. See, joy is, is deeper. It's much deeper than a rush of positive emotion. Joy is just this abiding perspective where you think that and you say and you you just get this in your heart that in the good times and in the bad times you are still controlled by joy and you're not controlled by your circumstances and you're not going to be controlled by your own emotions. Yeah, I know emotions are real, but you don't have to be controlled by them. Joy keeps you from that. And finally, on this Sunday celebrating Christmas, I want to say let his light free you from fear. You don't have to be afraid about tomorrow any longer. You don't have to fear about taking that wrong step. I was reading my dad's memoirs again just the other day, and in his memoirs, he writes about his family trekking to and from church in the Appalachian Mountains, but his dad always called it the Smoky Mountains of North Carolina and Tennessee. Um, Walking several miles uh, back to and from church. But walking home from church on Sunday nights, especially during the darker months, wasn't all that simple. And dad, being the oldest of his siblings, he said that about the age of five, five five-year-old boy, he became the bearer of light. He was the carrier of this oil lantern. He had a role. He had a role to walk ahead, to bear the light, be in front of his parents and in front of his younger siblings that were being carried to make sure that the path was clear. He said, what he did is he said, I, I held the lan- one, in one hand, I held the lantern and in the other hand, I held a knife. <laughs> he said, because I had to use that knife to kill a few snakes from time to time. If we just think about it, isn't that kind of like what Jesus does for us? He goes ahead of us, holding the light, clearing the path and getting rid of some evil snakes so you don't have to live in fear. Just think, I was just thinking, his little brothers and sisters, they probably took comfort knowing that big strong brother was up ahead, lighting the path and killing the snakes. You know what? No, no matter where you turn in the scriptures, you'll find that Christmas is about light. On, a, on Christmas Eve, a tradition that was in my family growing up is my mother would gather us around the piano in the living room, and uh, she would lead Christmas carols. But one of the Christmas songs that she would lead that I remember so well was Silent Night, Holy Night. And yes, Mom made us boys sing all the verses. I need the band and team to join me on the platform. Hey, we tend to think of Silent Night as being a song about a dark night, right? And we do. But that song is written with a lot of good theology in it. This person understood what the scriptures were saying because it's not about a dark night. It's about the opposite. This song is literally about light. It is. You know the lyrics, all is calm, all is bright. It's not about darkness. I, I remember as a child trying, I, looking in the little songbooks that my mom had at home and, and trying to make sense of it. It's like, well, well, obviously this is poetry and, and the, 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 uh, the writer of this song, he just had to have a, a word that rhymed with night. That's why I put bright in there because it didn't make sense to me. <laughs> but now I know it was intentional because I, I understand the scriptures. In fact, my favorite, I, I like the first and the third verse. The third verse says this. It says, Son of God, loves pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace, Jesus Lord, at thy birth. Oh, today, I'm going to ask you to do what mom would have us do. I'm not going to make you sing every verse, but I want you to sing the first and third verses of Silent Night. But, but what I want you to do is to let these lyrics come alive in you. Have you discovered your street of influence? Whether it be family, government, business, arts and entertainment, faith, health and vitality, or education, head over to culturalstreets.com and discover your street today.